I know, I know, but I, I didn't really believe you. Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> god damn it, Greg! <laughs> Just being honest. Welcome to Bad Counsel, where Greg, Jack, and Tim freely give advice to their listeners' questions. So, let's be clear. These three are in no way qualified to be giving any advice. But I'm not so sure they know that. So, take it or leave it. Consider that your disclaimer. Now, on with the show. Well, welcome back, listeners, to our funny little podcast here. I'm Tim, and I'm joined by Greg and Jack. Greg, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. I'm a new man, literally. Uh, what? What? I just got married. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, happy That's marriage. Right. Congratulations. I think you just celebrated a birthday. Yep. Look great. Look great. You look happy. Thanks. I am. Jack, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. Good to see you guys. Listeners, I wish you could see uh, our studio space and really explore it. Jack looks like he's broadcasting from a shipping container, like the hold of a ship. <laughs> it's like this this improbably close, like wooden cabinet that seems to be centimeters from the side of his head, <laughs> and all else is just darkness. It's not that, it's, or like it's like much he's been, like been buried alive, you it's, know, and he. He's lying vertically in a coffin. That's what, yeah, that's why I keep dropping the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Well, listen, we hope you have some fun listening to us, and, and who knows, maybe you may get some good advice along the way. Maybe. <laughs> uh, before we get started, though, I wanted to remind you to send us your questions, no matter how zany they may be. This is, after all, truly a show about you, our listener. Listen, you can send us, we, we've made it so easy for you to send us questions. We, I guess we really know our listeners. You know, you can you can direct message us on Twitter. That's at Bad Council One. That's B A D C O U N S E L. All of the councils are C O O C O U N S E L. You can uh, hit us up on Instagram at Bad underscore Council. You can find us on Facebook at Bad Council Podcast. You can email us at consultation at badcouncil dot com. Or you can just leave us a voice message at 541-604-8487. And we really look forward to hearing from you. I really can't wait to hear voicemails. I, I got to tell you, I'm the most excited about hearing the voice of actual <laughs> of the people listeners. that listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, I still can't escape the feeling uh, and the belief that it's going to be a badly disguised version of one of your two voices. I can't wait to hear that. It, it, like independently confirm that it's actually some Real listener person. out there. It's going to yeah. be great. There are listeners out there. There are know, absolute listeners out there. Yes, yes. Now, whether the they get off their ass and, and actually communicate with us, that's a whole right. other thing. Yeah. Right. I'm like Fox Mulder. I want to believe that they're out there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the truth. Well, we yeah. know who the smoking man is. Yeah. We talked last week about uh, agony aunts and advice out there. Did you know that Rick Ross, the rapper Rick Ross, was a celebrity advice giver? Did you know that? No. He had a column in Rolling Stone magazine. I didn't either. Mm. I, I I used to read Rolling Stone religiously, but this was this was new for me. It's definitely a trip. Um, and actually, reading some of the pieces of advice, I felt a little better about our show. But <laughs> back in 2014, 
Uh, Rick Ross did a limited engagement as the life coach columnist in Rolling Stone magazine, and I thought it'd be fun to share a question that he got and see how we stack up. What do you think? When you said he was a celebrity advice columnist, the people writing in weren't celebrities, were they? Correct. Okay. They probably could be listening to us. They, yeah, they, yeah. You know, okay. Yeah. So um, the, the one that kind of caught my eye right off the bat was uh, this question. This came from Joe in Denver to Rick Ross at Rolling Stone magazine. My girlfriend wants me to stop smoking weed. Help me out here, Rosé. I guess Rosé or Rosé or Rick Ross. Rosé. Rosé. Help me out here, Rosé. You're so hip. <laughs> I know. Really. <laughs> the coolest show ever. <laughs> Should I break up with her or break up with her? Joe from Denver. Mm. <laughs> what, what's your advice? Break up with her. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I question if he's even really a pot smoker because that seems awfully ambitious uh, for a pot smoker to put pen to paper and somehow reach out <laughs> for help. You know what I mean? Like, you it's a lot think of like a hard, Yeah, you think a hardcore pot smoker would just be like, well, I'm powerless to affect any outcome in this situation with my girlfriend, so I hope she doesn't leave me or, you know, I'll think about breaking up with her, but, you know, it's really out of my hands, you know? Well, that's, I mean, thank God, because that's probably who's listening to our podcast, right? It's probably true. Yeah. She wants him to stop or she'll break up with him, or did there, was there an a, a ultimatum? Well, that was it. Yeah. She wants him to stop smoking weed. And his question is, should I dump her or should I dump her? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to call yourself a pot smoker, like if, if that's, if you're, you're taking that on as a descriptor of who you are, if that's part of your lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know, the pot smokers that I've known, mm-hmm. they ain't stopping for shit. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're committed and, and I, you know, I don't even know how you get into a relationship as a pot smoker with a non pot smoker. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, I think that's inevitable. That relationship is doomed. Yeah, I would think right. That's a um, like a major, generally a major part, especially in this person's uh, life, a major part of his life. So that would be something that you should, I would think, discuss up front. Right? You know, I, there's certain things in life that you need to make sure that you're the other person's comfortable with, <laughs> and uh, I would think that's one of them. So it seems like an odd thing to come up later on. Because if you quit, then you're, you know, not only is there going to be animosity, but then you're going to have a hard time dealing with her too, right? Because you're not going to be high all the time. So it's probably going to be more stressful for you. Um, so I think it's a loss either way. So you might as well just get rid of her, I think. Well, you know, Jack, you, you spark an interesting thought. The, the fact that he's a, a pot smoker, a self-described pothead, is probably not the problem, but it's the symptom of the real problem. Because you're right. Mm. Pot smokers are unabashed blazers. They don't, they don't care. And so it's not like this snuck up on the girl, but what might sneak up on the, on the partner of a pot smoker is the apathy. So it's not that this guy is, uh, is an unrepentant pot smoker. It's probably that he's jobless and completely lazy. My answer is um, uh, roll one up and uh, and give her a hit or two. Maybe she needs to smoke and relax a little bit. Oh, oh, maybe maybe see her help her see what she's been missing. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. I mean, again, with the assumption that she's not knowledgeable, I don't know. Again, there's not a whole lot of information there, but that would, yeah, I would say either leave her or give her a shot, smoke her with her, see what happens. Yeah, I mean, hey, I know plenty of people that are are uh, hold down a nine to five, do really well, and smoke some pot for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, and obviously in this case, um, I think you hit it, Jack. It's it seems to me like 
holy crap, this is a this is a big thing, and let's deal with it right now. You, you don't you don't you don't hand a prospective dating partner a list of your of your habits. Like I'm a drinker, right? There's no question about it. I know you both are drinkers too, and that's not like you hand somebody a dating resume. So it's not the fact that right. this guy's a pothead, it's, it's that he's excessive about it or that it's crippling him in somehow. In and that, some again, ways, that's the yeah. assumption, right? Again, it doesn't really go into yeah. it. So right, if this guy, right, like Tim said, he knows plenty of people that, that keep a nine to five and so on and so forth, so do I. Um, if this guy is like incapable of living his life due to it and she's, you know, trying to, to help him at least get to <laughs> right. a point of existence, then sure, absolutely. At that point, she's got a point, but... Um, if she's just a, an angry girlfriend trying to piss on his parade, then no, chill. So what, what advice did Rick Ross give? So Rick Ross's answer was, uh, yeah, you definitely got to break up with her. No girl has ever told me I smoke too much. They know that would be suicidal. Yeah, that, that's easy to, that's easy for millionaire Rick Ross. To say. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, I wonder how many potheads read that response and were like, Fuck you, mom and dad. I'm not uh, stopping smoking. I think you have a limited view of people who, you know, of people who smoke weed. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little insulted. At least in the Northwest. I mean, it's it's as popular as drinking beer. It's it's everywhere. It's not, it's actually weird to hear even pothead even. You know, I, I love to drink, you know, and, 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 but, but you know what? I'm also a grown man. I don't need to write Rick Ross to ask him if I should break up with my girlfriend because I drink too much. That's it. Insult all of our listeners. This guy falls right into that stereotype of wait, like, wait. You know, Aren't we wanting them to fucking what, write in? And what now kind of asshole now got, ask someone right? for advice? Right? Exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey guys, what we got to do is we got to get people writing in. That's so important. Oh well, this fucking guy. No, that, he that, better that, not write in. No, that, that that's like somebody saying I have to write in to find out if I should like be kind to my friends. Or I mean, we need questions of that are real dilemmas, not. Uh, should I break up with my girlfriend? This guy's a fucking dunce. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If people start to hate me because I insult the, you know, the the advice seekers, you know, th- that that's the great thing about our, our society. Nobody thinks that they're a dummy until we point out that they're a dummy. So so they're going to be like, well, my question's legit. I'm going to ask those guys. Oh, my God. They're certainly not going to mock me for my question because I'm yeah. smart. And this is a real dilemma. This was a great, this was a great idea. At least it was. It was. So anybody, nobody fucking sent us anything because they don't want to get yelled at by it. Uncle Greg. Trust no, no. Trust me. Trust me. There's going to be people listening who are advice seekers who are like, Exactly, Greg. Thank God. This guy's a moron. <laughs> you know, now on to some more important questions. Right. Like we'll mine. see if those three people actually should, write should in. Should I use yeah. Tide or All Temperature? <laughs> <laughs> all Temperature, of course. Cha-ching. All right, so let's move on to the next one. So this one came yeah. through Twitter. Just a reminder, at Bad Council One. Uh, this is a direct message. And uh, it goes like this. For the past several weeks, my partner has been trying to block an area under our deck with rocks to keep raccoons from getting under there. Last year, we had a mama raccoon raise her babies under our deck, and I have secretly been going out and moving the rocks away and trying to make it look like the raccoons moved them. I had a raccoon as a child, and all I want is to force a family of raccoons to love me. My question is, should I tell her that I'm moving the rocks, and is she going to hell for her prejudice against raccoons? Signed, Secret Raccoon Family in Texas. Wow. That's a lot to unpack. (laughs) 
had a raccoon as a kid and and she one of her or his most deeply held dreams is to be loved by raccoons i yeah i don't know if it's he or she i guess it doesn't matter but no it the, doesn't matter uh they had a raccoon as a child yes and all i want is to force a family of raccoons to love me that's that's that yeah that's, that's the strange. part yeah that part scares me a little bit that seems so, okay um, so what it's i'm sorry uh what, what's the actual question should they tell their partner? Should they tell their partner? Or seek and psychological help? <laughs> should, should they tell their partner? Stop wearing a tail around the house. <laughs> I knew the furry stuff furry was coming, thing. Greg. Yeah, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, like, exactly. I, knew it, I knew it was going to come. It took him three episodes, Greg, and then furry stuff came out. But um, should I tell her that I'm moving the rock? Or should I tell her that I'm moving the rocks? And is she going to hell for her prejudice against raccoons? So uh, obviously one partner hates raccoons. The other yeah. partner really wants to have the raccoons love her, him, them. I feel like I owe Joe in Denver to call <laughs> or Mike in Denver. Okay, Mike, your question wasn't so foolish. <laughs> the weed question is pretty good now. The second, the second part of that question is easy. No, your partner's not going to hell for disliking raccoons. Because there is no hell. And you know what? And, and, and this is America, and you're free to like or dislike raccoons if you choose. You know, it's, you know, it's not like they're out there hunting and exterminating raccoons. It's like, I just don't want rac- raccoons underneath my property. Nothing wrong with that at all. In fact, you owe your partner an apology. Um, should you tell them? Um, no, I wouldn't tell them, because uh, <laughs> that would be seriously concerning to me unless you unless it's a cry for help i mean if it's right, a cry right. for help then by all means tell them unless you expect therapy if you have children uh, or you're in a, any kind of a job that interacts with anyone in society then yes please tell them <laughs> so that you can get the help you so so desperately need but if you're like mike in denver and you're just minding your own business and casually going through life and it's only your partner's life you're ruining, um, then no, why tell them? You know, just keep moving the rocks, and maybe they'll uh, be fascinated by the, the you know, preternatural strength of raccoons able to lift right. objects 15, size, 15 times their body. That's, right. <laughs> That's what, right. That's why I say don't tell them, right, just for the assumption that this, this guy thinks, like, or this woman, I guess, thinks that raccoons are, like, super strong. So I would say go with that, let it keep going. What is the, what is the, um, it, aren't raccoons like dirty and like, what is the attract? I don't understand. Like get a kitten. Like, uh, and well, they're cute. I, I think what, raccoons, raccoons are cute. They're smart and they well, can vicious. be domesticated. They, well, yeah, uh-huh. they, they can be, but they, I, they're, they're trash pandas. What, what, and living mm-hmm. underneath your house, like, I would think that that would be just all negative. Like, it's not like they're going to come out and give her hugs or give him hugs you know, in the evening, like they're just going to like be dirty and shit all over the place and probably make noise and scratch. And I, I just don't see, I don't get it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I think this person does need help. Um, I mean, I have, I know, you know, some people that get into, you know, exotic animals and so on and so forth. And yes, I have seen a small, cute little raccoon as a pet here and there. Raccoon King. Yeah. The, the need to have raccoons force raccoons to love them um is that's some dexter shit oh yeah this person has serious problems and so let's let's hope that they don't have children 
or any other pets because raccoons I, I can admit that they're cute but they're 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 rabid aren't they they're disease carriers and they're, and they're and they're vicious and big raccoons are not cute like little tiny raccoons maybe but like big raccoons they get fucking they're big vicious. well i think they're still cute animals like the you know the whole mask thing is cute, but I'll slap the shit out of raccoons. They're cuter than a possum. Let's—I mean, let's be honest. You ever seen a possum? Yeah, yeah. Okay. a possum is right. a fucking nasty animal. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I once heard like a tap, tap, tap at my <laughs> my sliding glass Evermore. door in the middle of the night, <laughs> and I got up to look, and there a was rap, this rap, fucking. Rapping. <laughs> it was the creepiest thing. It was this really like tall possum on hind legs, like tapping at the window of my back door. It really freaked me oh out. Oh my god! I digress, though. But but it, okay. But if, if I'm going to try to help this 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 uh, question person, I, I I would also offer if you love raccoons so much and you want to observe them or have them nearby. Maybe don't grant them access to, like, your crawl space. I mean, unless you're planning on crawling in there with them. Right. Like, wouldn't it be better to build some sort of a uh, raccoon feeding station in your backyard where you could enjoy them, you know, from a safe distance? I mean, what's the pleasure of knowing that they're under your house? Oh, God, don't answer that question. That's <laughs> Seek help. That that's my that's my last bit of advice. Seek psychological help yeah. immediately. But don't tell them about the rocks. Let them continue. No, to don't think. tell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's we say basically, uh, be careful with the raccoons. They could cause harm. Maybe build a little structure for them if you want, but keep it away from the house. And definitely don't tell your partner. Unless it's a cry for help. Unless, Unless right. it's a cry for help. Right. Right. Yeah. Then by all means, tell them. Right. Yeah. Okay. If, the, if your next thoughts are, are weirder than those thoughts, then yes, tell them. Or maybe start smoking pot. Maybe they do already. Not in Texas, buddy. They don't smoke <laughs> pot in Texas? Mm-mm. Get a cap in your ass. <laughs> I'm high right now. That's, why, that's how you keep calm when you're buried alive in your coffin. That's right. Slash studio. That's, mm-hmm. I, I fog it out. All right. Well, uh, on to the next one. So secret raccoon family in Texas. That's been handled. Let's go on to this one. This one came through email, so consultation at badcouncil.com. Hey, guys, I have something I could use some advice on. My, go- my boss is kind of a bully and a dick, but for whatever reason, he has befriended me, and it is benefiting me greatly at the office. The issue is that his power trip doesn't stop at the office. Every Thursday, he makes me and the other guy in management go to his house after work for a quote-unquote weekly review meetings. Oh, my God. What's going on here? Hey. Put that away, sir. All right. Let's read some more here. So uh, these usually consist of a little to no talk about work and a polishing off of a bottle of Maker's Mark until about 4 a.m., whether we want to do it or not. If we try not to go or leave early, all hell breaks loose. Additionally, if we show up late at all on Friday morning, the same. Mm. The money is really, really is in all caps, the money is really good. Mm. But this is getting old, and I don't know what to do to make it better. Any thoughts? Hungover in Hoover. My guess is he's in sales. I've worked for this guy two or three times in my life, actually. So I do have some insight. This exact guy? No, no, but but essentially. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, was like, well, okay. I was like, you have an awful lot of knowledge about this individual here. Like, no, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, His name's uh... in the world of sales <laughs> yeah. um, and, and, you know, in, in the some of the darker uh, corners of sales in, in the world. Yes, I, I have um, experienced this type of situation. I actually had a guy that um, his father owned the entire company. 
and I had worked in a different division and, and he wanted me to come up there and, and work for him. And I was like, well, fuck, he's the, you know, the son of the owner of the company. How can this be a bad thing? You know, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to work my way up and blah, blah, blah. So I went up there to work for him and found out that he was like the black sheep son of the family. And they had put him in this office off to the side to just appease him and get him to stay the fuck away from everybody else. So I ended up in this bad situation. Anyway, this guy thought he was um, Don Corleone. Like I, he thought that we were in the the Godfather and, and he was, you know, whether it was work time, not time, he was the leader. and and would ultimately, you know, ask us to do all kinds of shit. It started with, of course, work shit. And then, you know, just, hey, you want to go down here and pick up weed for us? Hey, you want to do this? Uh, my my uh, my girlfriend's car is broken down. Go get a battery and bring it to her. And, you know, you get into this situation. And, and I think the guy said about the money, there's a certain amount of shit that you'll deal with, right? Or at least I would. But it's a certain uh, amount of shit. Um, and I was in that situation for a while. And I did get to the point where um, it was starting to get uncomfortable with some of the shit I was being asked for. So I kind of drew a line. This is my advice. I drew a line, and when we hit that line, I realized that this guy was just a, a fucking dick. Like he was just pushing and pushing and gonna, you know, basically bleed me for whatever I would do or could do for him. Um, so once we hit that line, and and again, you know, make your own line, uh, whoever you are and wherever you are, mm-hmm. then make sure you start to benefit from the situation. You have control. In other words, uh, the third time he sent me to go help his wife with her broken car. I fucked her. What? Holy shit. Oh my God. That went way farther than I thought yeah. it was going to go. Like, 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 wow. was that too took quick? A dark turn. I, I, I just was like, he went from but, getting a battery to, you know, uh, having but, relations but, with his yeah, wife, yeah. like, boom. Yeah, Jack, personal assistants do that sort of thing. Yeah. Know? Well, again, it, it's, it's situations that he created and, and set up, right? So now he's setting up this situation where I'm coming to save his girlfriend each time she's in trouble so all of a sudden now she starts seeing me as this you know this knight in shining armor type situation and basically just set it up you know for that so again his fucking mistake wow ultimately like i said when i got to the point where i felt like i was being taken advantage then i decided that i was going to benefit from the situation as well um, so I started doing so in all of the situations, whether it be weed, wow. whether it be the girlfriend, whether it be groceries, uh, whatever it was, groceries? eventually he, he did what find do you mean? it. How did you benefit with groceries? Would you steal his groceries? He would send me the store. Yeah. He'd give me his card and say, go buy this, go buy that. I'd go buy his like, shit and then I'd buy myself. Get, like, add a pint of ice cream on? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> fuck yeah. A 12 pack, whatever. Little Debbie Swiss cake rolls. Oh, I mm-hmm. love those. Little, yeah, yeah. Swiss rolls. Uh, oh, I feel bad for Jack's boss. But not for the other guys. <laughs> I, I, I feel like Jack's gone if you, way if too you, far. Like, if you knew him, you would not feel oh bad. Oh my god! It had to do with control. Really, is what it had to do with. Jeez, we well, was paying you, right? Um, and he treated her like shit too. Like he treated everybody like shit. Ultimately, and jeez, yeah. Eventually, everybody ended up leaving this dude. And he ended up, you know, uh, alone and and you know whatever. And it's, it just sounded a lot like that situation. He was a bully. He was, um, again, you know, in a position of power and, and took advantage of that to the point where, you know, I'm not a bad person. I really ain't. Uh, but jeez, I mean, you really turn tables on him, man. Again, I have limits. <laughs> that was. Uh... So my advice to this guy would be to, to go all in. 
become this guy's like best friend and, and, and you know take back some of the power. Or Tim, if I'm not mistaken, you described that this guy—it was a guy and another guy who had to go to these review meetings. Yes, yeah. it doesn't sound. I mean, I, I, I'm not reading anything into this letter. It doesn't sound like this guy has any ulterior motive other than he's kind of a lonely person who wants friends. I actually had a boss like that once. He wasn't quite that bad, but he did make us go to lunch, and he was always like, you know, like, "Hey, we're you're you're my best friends," you know, that sort of thing. But uh, if he has another guy then what I would do is I would really kiss up to this boss, get a great review, you know, really encourage him to, you know, if it's a large organization, to publicly praise me, not promote me, but publicly praise me and sing my praises. And then I would try to assess if this other guy who was stuck in this, you know, long meetings was equally annoyed by the situation, then I would get together and turn it on him. You know what I mean? Like accuse him of something. Okay, the boss. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, there's of- another twist right there, yeah. man. You guys are evil. Like, yeah, holy him. shit. I like, <laughs> like it. You know, oh, oh yeah. my a, god. A little cahoots action. Yeah. Yeah. So like, did he touch you? He touched me. Did he touch you? So I think the best yeah. advice is if you're a boss, be fucking nice. Like, don't listen. I mean, think yeah. about this. These are the guys you got working for you. Right. Uh, you're gonna get fucked. <laughs> Somebody's getting fucked. Oh Someone's God. getting fucked, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Be a boss oh nine my to gosh. five. That's your, that's right, your job. Yeah. Wow. Or, or help the guy find a girlfriend or a boyfriend or, a, or just a legit friend, you know, and be like that. You know what? We're uh, still good, we're yeah, still good go. friends, but, you know, I'm not your best friend anymore, but I'm still your good friend, but you don't care if I don't show up, you know? Some people aren't, like I said, that's why I said I, I, my assumption was that, that it's a sales situation because, again, I've had some, you know, I've had a couple of bosses that, that were that type of, you know, like you said, um, you know, some more aggressively than others, but their goal was to befriend their employees. And, and part of it is because they're not capable of befriending other human beings. Like they're just not built for it. Um, you know, so, so having control of the situation, they, they, uh, you know, for them, they feel like they can create uh, 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 friendships or, or whatever the case may be. And like I said, I've had some that were less aggressive, like kind of what you're mentioning. But I've, you know, this gentleman that I'm talking about, and I use the, the term loosely, um, there was no, that dude had no friends outside of, you know, people he was capable of controlling yeah um or you know, had relationships with because of how important his father was. That That literally was it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, to me, I just find another job, right? Interview your next boss better, I guess. Uh, you know, I mean, it's easy to say, but it's you know, kind of a tough time to walk away from work right now. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I, I feel like I've had friend friend dynamics where you know, you you kind of have a tier of level of friends, like friends you can hang out with every day, friends who were they're good friends, but you you can only take them in smaller doses. Right. I, I've had friends who, again, I consider good friends, but I you know. But in certain at a certain dose level, who I've kind of facilitated friendships with other small dose level friends, and thought, you know what, I can I can maintain the friendships, but I can find uh, another person to kind of occupy their time, and so that their their time is they're both happy, they both still consider me a friend, I get to keep <laughs> them as friends, but I you know I kind of facilitate that. Uh, 
meeting of needy or obnoxious friends so that they're entertaining themselves. Okay. Well, uh, all right. So either, you know, um, find another job or get really dark, like these guys said, and uh, turn it on these evil bosses. So uh, well, there you go. Mine's all theoretical, though. I, I never actually like did those things. Oh, mine too. These are, did these I say? are possibilities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yours are theoretical. Sure, Jack. I've, everything I've said on this show has been theoretical so far. <laughs> All right. We got another one in from Twitter. Uh, this is a direct message that says, my relatives are career alcoholics and have a specific order to their alcohol consumption each day. Hmm. Greg, you were talking about drinking. This is a, this is a good one. Yeah. Wine, first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. Transition to beer by no later than noon. Whoa. And about five or so, they move on to Crown Royal until bedtime. <sighs> My question is, if you're going to live your life in this manner, does this sound like the best way to do it? Or can you suggest some different varieties and sequences just in case I would like to dip my toes in this lifestyle at some point? Well, yeah, this is um, this is my wheelhouse for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking before noon? You know, there, there's, there's an old adage that my older brothers taught me, and it's always served me well. Uh, which is the old, you know, I'm sure many people have heard it, beer before liquor, never sicker, mm. liquor before beer, you're in the clear. So when you describe that order, Tim, frankly, that, that concerns me. These people must be seriously hardcore drinkers. I mean, I, I know it's possible, but, you know, when you, when you put hard alcohol on top of beer that's on top of, or on wine, that to me is a recipe for disaster. So these, these must be truly highly functioning alcoholics. Oh, yeah. Hardcore, right? You know, like when I go out to a nice dinner, my order personally has always been two martinis. I'm a gin guy. Two gin martinis kind of to cleanse the palate. And then... <laughs> two. He needs two to cleanse the palate. Okay. <laughs> the palate right. only a little cleansed after the first Just one. wanted to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then, really want then, to make sure that palate's scrubbed down. Totally then, scrubbed down. And, yes. Depending on what I'm eating and in, in my mood... Some somewhere in the neighborhood between half a bottle to a bottle of red wine, mm -hmm. and then uh, a shot of Jameson with my coffee as a nightcap. That's always been a nice, you know. I, I find that you get a nice buzz, and um, you know I'm not too drunk, and I never, I never have a bad hangover when I do that particular order. So, but but I think the important thing for this this uh, questioner is just to find a find a. Uh, a sequence that works for you, but but I do find that beer, especially as I got older, that that's hard to um, to pour wine or alcohol on top of beer. That that seemed to be a recipe for a bad stomach. Yeah, I um, drink probably a little less than Greg. <laughs> no, that was just his. That was just his dinner, right? He just described a dinner. He didn't say yeah. that that was his day. He said that was his dinner. Yeah, it's right. an everyday thing. Right. Well, these, that's what it, these people sounds like. This is an everyday yeah. thing. Like, right. I mean, when you start in the morning, that's, you know, pretty serious shit. Right. I mean, am I, am you got I wrong? The scrambled yeah. eggs and the wine, a little, right. little pinot to go along with the, uh, right. I mean, the, I've had uh, the occasional bloody Mary and, or, you know, a, yeah, a mimosa, uh, on mm -hmm, a uh, lazy good. Sunday. But, um, yeah, that, uh, uh, that seems like, uh, uh, like what it, it, does anyone work? Like, are they retired? They just get to, I mean, which, again, if that's the case, hey, then more power to you. Um, I would mix in a little crack at that point or, you know, why not just, you know, maybe some ecstasy. 
um, have some fun with it. Oh, so just go beyond the alcohol. Just say, hey, let's let's add yeah, some other chemicals yeah, yeah, in yeah. there. Yeah, if you're to the point where, yeah, yeah, why not? You know, at that point, if you're just, you know, experimenting with being effed up on a regular basis through life, then why not push the envelope a little bit? I guess it just depends. Uh, you know, are they actually functioning adults and, and actually doing things normal in life like this? Or are they just sitting around drinking on a daily basis? Uh, well, the, the way it's written in the direct message is career alcoholics. Career means that they can probably, yeah, function. You know, they're probably, whether it's a, a normal function or not. Um, but yeah, I would think that that means that they're capable of, you know, performing normal daily tasks while being drunk. You, hmm. you know, it, it's it's a sad commentary maybe on my, my dad. My dad was a, ultimately my dad was a good guy. He's gone now. But um, I've told people, and I mean this in utter sincerity, that um, I, I knew that his health had taken a turn for the worst when he told me, and it was probably nine months before he ended up passing away, that he had lost his desire to drink. <laughs> and so, to, honestly, right? That, that, that was your uh, indicator. You know, I had a pretty good poker face by then, and so I was <clears> like, "Oh, well, hey, that's nothing wrong with that." You know, taste change, but I, inside, I was like shocked because my dad, from the day I met him, the day I was born, until nine months before his death, which was some, you know, forty-five years later, that guy drank from the moment he got off of work until the moment he went to sleep every day of the week. And on the weekends, he started drinking at noon. We'd go on like 10-hour car trips and set off at hours early in the morning. And by mid-morning, driving his entire family in a car, he would just chain drink beer after beer after beer. <laughs> You know, we had a cooler in the back seat with us, and our job as kids was when 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 Dad was like, you know, uh, was shaking the the empty can, he would kind of just without wordlessly hand it over his shoulder. One of us would take it, we'd crack it, and hand him another one for hours on end, and and that was his lifestyle. Oh, man, that's crazy, isn't it? Our childhoods were so different than the kids mm. today. Can you imagine oh, yeah, just? Yeah. Just sitting there with the rack of beers and uh, driving along the road. I, you know, my dad didn't, and maybe I wish he did do that mm. drinking while he was driving on because we would have to play dodge the knuckles. Oh. So basically, um, the best seat was to be right behind my father, and I was the <laughs> oldest, so that was always the seat I got because he couldn't swing his arm around far enough all the way. <laughs> He'd catch my siblings, In the you know, if they were kind of out of there. But but I I was always, and they were so pissed that uh, that I did that. But it was just a little forethought and planning. But maybe if he had just uh, thrown a few back, he might have relaxed a little more, you yeah. know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> or smoke some weed. <laughs> yeah, or smoke yeah. some weed. My dad, yeah. my, my my dad, with all his drinking, he had plenty of anger too. So uh, I don't know. And I guess there's probably a. Uh, a uh, point of diminishing returns on that sort of thing. I don't know. <laughs> well, he maintained you're still here, but it sounds as like as the, the advice from, from Jack is, hey, if you're trying it out, maybe you can go beyond just drinking, maybe try different things and see yeah. if that's what you want. Mm -hmm. And then, Greg, what you were saying is just invert the order. If you're, if you're yeah. actually going to, to do this, uh, maybe do the, what, wine liquor and then beer or is it shots in the morning yeah or, or just generally i i would say you know what don't don't feel the need to like dip your your uh, liver as it were into every different type of 
alcoholic beverage, you know, oh. maybe, maybe go with two, like beer and wine or wine and liquor. But, but generally speaking, you know, uh, you know, this is just physics kids that it takes a lot more beer to get the same type of buzz as it does those other types of spirits. And so That's right. you're going to have a pretty full stomach. And so that, that can make for a dangerous mix kids. So be careful. All right. Well, there you go. Thanks, Uncle Greg. Sure. The, um, so, <laughs> no, fantastic. That was uh, that was a lot of fun, guys. And um, mm-hmm. now, listen, uh, listeners, this is your show too, and we want you to be a part of it. I can't say this enough. So, again, you can send us a note on Twitter at Bad Council One, spelled just like our podcast. Instagram Bad underscore Council, Facebook Bad Council Podcast. Email us at consultation at badcouncil dot com. And you can also leave us a voice message. And again, Please. Greg is super excited Please about do. this. Yes. So if, if, if you weren't insulted by something Greg said, do you want to please him? Or maybe <laughs> if you were insulted and you want to please him, call this number. You want to insult him. Or give me some feedback. Yeah. Give him some feedback. Yeah. That's great. Uh, 541-604-8487. And in fact, it's funny you say that because there was a little more feedback. I think it was directly... Uh, this one came into um, Bad Council, uh, or excuse me, consultation at badcouncil.com. I have a friend, or at least I thought so. What should my reaction be to not being invited to his wedding at a beautiful beach locale? <laughs> Signed, Sib. So uh, I think we know who that, I think we know who that is. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> apparently he listened to the episode and and heard us talking about the wedding, and you invited Jack, and I invited myself, but he's feeling bad. Well, first of all, Sib, let me tell you, you're a great friend, and I love you. And if I had had a large wedding, uh, and when I say a- any type of large wedding. <laughs> You, you certainly. I you thought he was going to give a number like five hundred no, no, or more. No, 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 no. no. If, if I had anything, turns out your number friend number fifty-two. And no, no. If I had anything resembling like a traditional wedding and reception, absolutely, uh, you would have been on the guest list. Absolutely, unquestionably. And we thought about it, you know. But we we thought of first about a destination wedding because you know. We, I have, I'm, I'm blessed to have friends all over the country and family all over the country, and so does my lovely wife. He, he probably listened to episode one where you described this yeah. exact scenario. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so what, what we decided was, you know, we would elope. But, but even that in the planning became problematic. Right, right, and right. And so then we did a local elopement, and uh, the only uh, specifically invited guests were our daughters and my wife's living parents. You haven't right? listened to the episodes, have you? No, I haven't. So. Yeah, it's, that's all in there. Okay. That's all in there. All right, well, anyway, sorry, I couldn't listen to the episodes. They came out the day before I got married. Sorry, I was a little busy. Hey, sorry, honey. I, I know we need to go uh, do some wedding prep stuff, but I've got to listen to these two podcasts that, oh, by the way, I'm a star of, you know? So it's kind of, it's kind of like De Niro saying, you know what? No, I need to watch Goodfellas. Before it is like De Niro go. and Goodfellas. Right, right. That's what I think details. of. Yeah. When All I right. think so when sip, I think of Greg sip, in this podcast, I, have, I think of I De, Niro. De Niro. Yes, yeah, for yeah. sure. You know why? Because I can be I can be comic, I can be serious, and when I need to, I can let the rage come. You know, ah. just like Bobby D. So that would make uh, Jack Pacino. Yeah, and you're like Robert Duvall, or you know, I mean, or maybe later Marlon Brando. <laughs> Ha ha ha!
had to get that later in there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Okay. He was handsome even then. He was. He was. <laughs> and super talented. All right, guys. Well, listen, this was great. Uh, great fun. Love you both. Be good, fellas.